What, 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 what is up, gamers? Welcome back to, what is that? What, is there something in the air, Adam? Are we in a new year? <laughs> yeah, man. It's 2013, I think. 2013, year of the Aggressively Okay podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Samoni, joined today by the real host. <laughs> um, Adam Storius. And uh, don't sell yourself short. You know, you uh, you are the man of the hour every hour, buddy. So let's let everyone clap for Joe so he feels uh, appreciated. Um, you hear that, Joe? People are clapping for you. I can. Um, it sounds like booing at him, actually. Uh, well, let's just ignore that. Um, but it's 2013. You know what that means, right? Uh, the Avengers just came out. Uh, no, it means that Turbo comes out this year. So we have a lot to look forward to. It is. is that Dude. that snail who's like, I'm going the distance? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Hell think yeah. RIPD comes out this year. Um, it's really, it's Ryan Reynolds' year. Dude, the Lone Ranger comes out this year. Dude, two incredibly bankable evergreen stars in that one. Dude, I just got, like, my screening pass for Olympus Has Fallen, and I can't wait. <laughs> also, there's a movie called The Croods coming out. It sounds pretty cool. Um, I'm but, excited for that. Yeah, man. Um, so, uh, oh, wait. Fuck. We just got shifted to the year 2022. Joe, did you feel that? <gasps> Where am I? <laughs> oh, I'm in 2022. Damn, dude. Um... Back in 2013, there was, like, what? Uh, what was popular? Like, Black Skinhead was out. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think that's the Gangnam Style year, if I'm correct. Gangnam Style. Uh, who, Star who's, Trek Into Darkness. Who's the thrift shop guy? Macklemore, dude. Macklemore. I don't know why I blanked on those. Dude, name. he was the opening of the podcast today. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thrift Shop's 2012, so... You ingrained it, like, in my mind subconsciously, like, uh, Inception, and then I just forgot that I referenced it. Yeah, dude, I just incepted your mind, man. Yeah, man. You can incept these nuts next. Um, so... All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, but today, uh, all goofs aside, we're talking the most anticipated movies of 2022. Um, it seems like Step Sinister coming out again this year. Uh, we had a pretty good year last year. We got like a mm-hmm. lot of the movies we asked for. We were good little boys and girls. You we know, got we some were... of it. We there was some we missed out on though. Only a few, like like you know, like Top Gun and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Morbius for like the sixth time, or uh, but like mostly everything came out. I think, um, unless I'm forgetting something. Uh, but it seems like even more this year, we're going to get like a lot of good shit. Um, so me and Joey are going to go across our uh, most anticipated movies of the year list. Um, not in any particular order, because uh, we don't like to pit movies against each other, you know, because we, we love we love movies and we love all this these. This isn't movie fights, you know, we're not the screen junkies. Man, get we're, we're like screen uh, healthy eaters, man, because we... <laughs> We, <laughs> yeah, dude, we're pretty healthy eaters. I'll be honest. We're 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 screen vegans. Screen vegans. Screen vegans. Damn, yeah, that's uh, guys. We're actually relaunching the podcast. We're gonna come back in the new year as the screen vegans. Um. So I don't know if Joe has any honorable mentions. 
Uh, do you? Uh, honorable mentions. Um, I guess I have a couple. There's a couple that I don't know if they'll be out this year or not. So I uh, kind of uh, was erring on the side of caution with not including them this year. But uh, there's a couple. Uh, the Gray Man uh, with Ryan mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling, the Russo brothers joint. Uh, that looks like it could be interesting. Um, there's uh, a couple. The I guess Avatar two, you know, I guess I'm uh, weirdly interested in uh, another Ryan Gosling joint. Uh, the actor with Duke Johnson, he was one of the directors of Anomalisa. Uh, I'm not sure if that'll be out this year or not, but uh, it's on Letterboxd. Um, uh, the Barbie movie that Greta Gerwig's working on. Uh, I don't know if that'll. It probably won't be out next year. Um, and uh, I guess that's it as far as. Uh, the, the, have you have you seen the movie Coherence, Adam? Um. Yeah. He's supposed to have a new movie out this year too, so that'll that might be I cool. I did see that. It's in my letterbox list. I didn't. It's not. A, I didn't put it even on my honorable mentions, but I did like see that, mm-hmm. and I I love Coherence, so I'm I'm interested in whatever that guy does. Is that his first movie since then? Since yeah, it's his first movie since Coherence. Damn, that's Lorraine. Crazy. Uh, I don't know her last name, but she's in that movie. Who? Uh, Lorraine. I think it's Scaff. I don't know. She's the lady who did uh, Hustlers and the one episode of. Oh, uh, that's Bo Burnham's girlfriend, right? Yeah, Lore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not that we're reducing you to being Bo Burnham's girlfriend, yeah. but I, I genuinely uh, forgot if that's who I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, Lauren Scafaria. She's uh, Scafaria. There we go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have a few honorable mentions. Um, which is weird because like a lot of these, I feel like in most years would definitely make my list. Um, and also we made sure to not have any overlap on our lists just to have full efficiency with like talking about movies for next year or this year. Keep forgetting we're actually in 2022. Um, just real quick, uh, Bones and All, the new Luca Guadagnino movie with uh, Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell. Um, I think it's like a Bonnie and Clyde type beat, if I'm not mistaken. I've only seen like one picture from it. So I know they filmed it, and I'm pretty sure it'll come out this year. I can't imagine they're going to sit on it for 2023, mm-hmm. especially if they've already, like, fully shot it and, like, edited it. Um, but I'll see anything with Luca and Timmy. Um, mm-hmm. 3,000 Years of Longing, the new George Miller movie. Um, it's apparently, like, this really epic romance that spans the course of time. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um the Fablemans, that's the new Steven Spielberg movie uh, about his childhood. I think it's like his Belfast kind of, which uh, normally I'm not interested in those kind of like mm-hmm. autobiography kind of movies. But this one sounds cool because like Spielberg has never done that before. And uh, Seth Rogen's playing his uncle, which I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm down for that. Um, well, I mean, uh, I think Terrence Malick is supposed to have like a Jesus movie out. Um, and... Uh... Jonathan Glazer was working on a movie about Auschwitz. Yeah. Um, and then there's that Spaceman movie with uh, Adam Sandler that looks cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Kelly Reichardt has a new movie coming out. Um, well, I got I got I got three more for you, buddy. Okay. Uh, I got I got some. Don't worry, I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, I got you some. I got you a next goal wins from Taika Waititi. Mm. Uh, that sounds really good. That's been delayed forever. Right? He shot that back when JoJo Rabbit was coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. been the Kansas 2019. Jeez. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I just think they were planning on releasing in 2020. Then for obvious reasons, it didn't happen. And then 2021 didn't really play out with the whole army hammer thing. <laughs> and now they they reshot all his scenes with Will Arnett. 
So it seems like 2022 is the year that it finally comes out. I, I'm guessing it premieres like a TIFF or something, and then it comes out like in November. Um, yeah, that should be cool. Um, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, we haven't seen um, Michael Fassbender do like a good role in quite mm-hmm. a bit of time. I think his last movie was, I, I think it was Dark Phoenix, but uh, and then before that, it was like The Snowman. So we, we we're due a good Michael Fassbender. Yeah, movie. I used to joke that he has he should fire his manager because he's he had he's he's had ever since X Men Apocalypse, he's just had a string of shit movie. I think his last really good movie was the his Macbeth. Yeah, Macbeth was really good. I. I, you want to think you're missing out on something, but like I'm mm-hmm. thinking back, I'm like, no, it's been like all shit since then. And he's yeah. a phenomenal actor, so like I have no clue what the. Um, um, but I'll do a lightning round of uh, other honorable mentions. Whoa, Crimes of the wait, Future. Wait, wait. Oh, sorry, wait, man. Two, two more. I, I don't want to. I don't want there to be any overlap. Okay. Uh, don't worry, darling. Um, that's one uh, I love. Booksmart. So Olivia Wilde's next movie. Just uh, Florence Pugh and Harry Styles in one movie. That's pretty cool to me. I've heard it's like a psychological drama slash thriller, and that sounds pretty good. Um, and then, you know, call me a soy boy beta uh, Marvel cuck shill, but uh, Doctor Strange 2, uh, directed by the great Sam Raimi. Uh, that seems like it should have to be something pretty cool, and uh, I'm excited for that. So, uh yeah, man. Uh, but now you can fucking uh, do your thing. Buddy. Uh, uh, Renfield, uh, the Nick Cage Dracula movie, uh, should be cool. Um, there's a Spike Lee has a movie in development called Prince of Cats. It's described as an '80s hip hop retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that'll come. That probably won't. Uh, but just figured I'd, it was worth mentioning. Um, uh, Dev Patel directed a movie called Monkey Man. Uh, so I'm excited for that. And uh, Mark Malloyd has a movie coming out. He's a succession writer and director with Anya Taylor-Joy and Ralph Fiennes and Nicholas Holt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if uh, Megalopolis, the Francis Ford Coppola joint, uh, probably won't be out this year, but uh, it was worth mentioning. Uh, the Little Shop of Horrors movie uh, probably won't be out this year either. Um, Kimmy, the new Steven Soderbergh joint, uh, that should be epic. That comes out like next month. Yeah, it's out next month. Um, and then... Uh, the new Miyazaki film is also supposed to be out this year, uh, all, as well as a new Sam Mendes movie, Empire of Light. Uh, these uh, they have casts and stuff, but I don't know if I just haven't heard anything about them, so I don't know if it'll if these are just kind of like on IMDb by producers or if they're actually in development or not. But only time will tell. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. Um. So I'm gonna go like down the list because we each have a top ten. So I'll do my uh, number 10, and he'll do his. But we're not going to go in any particular order. Um, so uh, my first mention is uh, Men, the new Alex Garland movie. Um, it has Jesse Buckley, who was amazing. And I think uh, 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 I'm thinking of ending. No. I'm, no, I'm thinking of ending. I was about to say that. I had to stop myself. I'm thinking of ending things. Um I there's no other reason for me to anticipate this other than the fact that I love Jesse Buckley. And I also think Alex Garland is just really cool. I love Annihilation. I love Ex Machina. Uh, Devs was fantastic. And I'm, I mean, yeah, I, I don't really know what it's about. I know it's another sci-fi movie and I'm just down for that. And um, also, yeah, like Jesse Buckley is just really good. Like she was also great in The Lost Daughter. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't gotten a chance to watch that one. She's really good in that movie. Um, she's great in just about everything that she's in. So 
Um, it, the synopsis is just a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside after the death of her husband. But I'm sure there's like more to it than just that. I can't imagine, you know, Garland's just doing mm-hmm. that. So uh, whatever it is, I'm excited for it personally. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that one, too. Uh, shout out to Devin Ramey. Uh, he's a big Alex Garland fan. He's super excited for this one. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty, uh, you know, he, I, I think he's definitely, he's one of those directors that he's always, he's, it's, you're never going to, like, not be interested to see what he has to do. I never got to see Devs, but I've heard that it's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but my number 10 is uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, this is the new... Daniels movie, uh, who directed, uh, they directed one of my favorite films of all time, Swiss Army Man, and uh, one of the Daniels directed uh, The Death of Dick Long, which is a very funny uh, comedy film uh, from, that I got to see at Sundance. Uh, it's a, they have a very unique voice, um, and I'm sure that uh, this film, uh, I uh, I believe, I, Adam knows more about the plot of this one than I do, uh, but uh, and if you don't, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm. Uh, this one's premiering at South by Southwest this year. I'm super, super excited for it. Um, if they can even come close to Swiss Army Man, I'm sure I'll love this one. It just sounds really cool. I love Michelle Yeoh. Like she's mm-hmm. a great actress, and uh, I'm just really curious, like what they're gonna do with it because um, I saw the teaser trailer and it looks wacky. Like just, I mean, have you seen the trailer for it? Um, uh, no, I haven't. It, it looks insane. Like, it just, like, throws you in the mix of, like, this visual style. Like, and I, I'm immediately 100% on it. Like, just the minute the trailer started, I was like, yep, I'm down. Uh, I also love Swiss Army Man. Uh, I didn't see Dick Long. Uh, I've heard it. I don't even know what that movie's about. I, I I heard some Sundance hype, and then I just never saw it. Yeah, it was uh, it was A24 bought it. I was surprised that it never really kind of picked up because it, it's kind of a wild movie actually. It's pretty funny too. It's got a it's got a weird sense of humor. It's kind of a it's uh the, the I I'll, I won't, it's it's just about um uh I get it's it's one of those movies where you should know as little as possible going in. But uh, basically, uh, there's a guy named Dick Long and he dies and they they don't know what to do. it's a, it's just kind of about that. Uh, but the, I remember the, I don't know if it is the official tagline, but uh, when I was at Sundance, one of the actors said that uh, it was about when a small town is too small. So it's uh, it's a super funny. It's got a very similar. It's it's it'd make a great double feature with Red Rocket. It's so weird to me that like Swiss Army Man was like this really big movie, and then their second feature just didn't like pick up any momentum. Like that's so. That's weird to me. And, I'm, like, I didn't even see it. And it's an A24 joint. Like, it seems like something I should have seen, but I just... It's a it's a blind spot for me. Uh, but that being said, I will be seeing everything everywhere all at once when it comes out. Because it just mm-hmm. it looks really cool. And I, I believe it comes in April, so we're not going to have to wait too long for it. Um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, my number... Well, I'm not even going to number it. Uh, my next one is The Northman, uh, the new mm-hmm. Robert uh, Eggers joint. Uh, the lighthouse back in 2019, that was a very special moment for Joey and me where we <laughs> held hands for the first time. And we also watched it in blue because the projector <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but then I think we both went to go see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and without a blue filter and we both loved it. And I actually prefer it with the blue filter. Oh, do you? You like mm-hmm. the blue cut? Um, yeah, it's kind of like the, you know, how they're doing Nightmare Alley in black and white. I did not know that, but that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's just like that. 
uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love The Witch, but Lighthouse was, like, next level for me, where I was like, oh, this is, like, one of the best movies of all time. And uh, The Northman just seems like a next step in that, like, process. Like, it seems like another next level kind of movie that looks just insanely epic and beautifully shot and star-studded cast. Um, have you seen the trailer? No, I haven't. I... They played it the other day in front of some movie that I was seeing, and I was kind of, like, about to walk out because I didn't want to see it, but I was just kind of amazed by, like, a shot that I saw, like, a tracking shot, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, I'm, I'm so in, dude. I'm like, I'm so down for this movie already. Yeah, uh, I uh, I was telling you um, yesterday at – Adam and I saw Scream yesterday, uh, and I was telling him uh, – you made fun of me, but uh, there was a um, – there's a podcast that uh, the team Deacons did. Uh, Roger Deacons and his uh, his his wife and partner, uh, who I believe her name is uh, she's a she's I don't know, it starts with a J, but I don't remember. Uh, but they uh, had Robert Eggers and his cinematographer on, uh, and it was just after they wrapped The Northman, so they were both talking about how they were like, yeah, we get some pretty we did some pretty crazy stuff in this new one. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I mean you can tell just from the trailer alone, like there's a really cool tracking shot that I don't want to spoil the context of, but like, like even just from the teaser, I was like, Oh shit. Like immediately. James so Deacons is the wife's name. J- wait, what? James Deacons. Yeah. James. Yeah. James. Okay. Um, wait, they have a podcast together. Her and Roger. Roger Deacons has a podcast. Yeah. Her Roger and James wow. Deacons. They have, yeah, they have like really high profile guests a lot. They had like Joel I'm... Cohen and Jake Joan Hall and stuff. I'm going to listen to that shit. I didn't make fun of you. October 17th, they had uh, Roger and... We didn't even talk about that yesterday. Roger, what are you talking about? Robert Eggers and Jaron Blaschke. I didn't even talk to you about that yesterday. What are you talking about? I didn't. You started to make fun of me right when I said it. I, I went, oh, I listened to a podcast with Roger Deakins and uh, Robert Eggers. And you went, oh, yeah, really? And then that was, and then we moved on. To I think I wasn't topic. listening to you. I, <laughs> I, was probably like, I was like on my phone or something. <laughs> Um, but the, I'll listen to that podcast and the North Bend looks dope and I can't mm-hmm. wait to see it. Come, also comes out in April. So another movie we don't have to, uh, that and everything everywhere all at once or not too long to wait for. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your next one, buddy? Um, well, I wanted to talk about the North Bend a little bit. Uh, oh, okay. I, uh, well, I'm a big, uh, Robert Eggers fan. Uh, I love the witch. I think the witch is a classic and, and I'd also say the lighthouse is a classic. So I'm excited to see this new one. Uh, and the cast is cool, so that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> my uh, next movie is uh, a little ditty uh, by uh, uh, my my boy, my 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 golden boy, uh, Benicio del Toro has a Pinocchio movie coming out. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, not Benicio del Toro. No, Benicio del Toro is the one doing it. My apologies. Like, that's a bad. That was a bad flub. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, Guillermo it's del the same. Toro. It's the same last name. It, are they related? Probably. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 Joe. They both have the same last name. Yeah, but uh, so, whatever. Pinocchio, yeah, whatever. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, one of my favorite directors, uh, loved me uh, some Nightmare Alley. Uh, so I'm excited to see uh, this Pinocchio adaptation. Um, the uh, cast is insane for this, and I believe I, I could be wrong, but I believe this is a stop motion film. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty uh, sure it is. Yeah. That's what I heard. Uh, don't, uh, don't. Well, I mean, the Jim Henson company is. Don't uh... quote me. Mm-hmm. It's for Netflix, uh, so that should be cool. Um, and it's got it's set in uh, 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 war torn fascist Italy, so that should be cool. 
Um, it is a stop-motion animated musical fantasy film. That sounds awesome. Ewan McGregor is in it, Ron Perlman, Tilda Swinton, Christoph Waltz, Kate Blanchett, and uh, Adam's favorite, John Turturro. So, uh, Why is he my be... uh, You just love that guy. I do love him, but I, was... <laughs> I didn't realize I said it so much that that was the thing. Um, <laughs> no, I do love I was him, just... though. That's, that's He's a great wrong. guy. Uh, yeah. I hope. Um, but uh, I'm pretty excited <laughs> for this one. Uh, it should be out in the uh, latter half of this year uh and so i'm excited to see that anytime uh, i'm a bit i'm del toro pilled anytime he drops something i'm gonna be excited for it yeah uh, I, was, but, I was just yeah. on the letterbox page i didn't realize the jim henson company was uh doing the puppet work for it oh wow that's amazing yeah i now i'm like even more excited for that that sounds great um Terrible. that might be that might have to be one of those netflix movies i see in theaters depending on how it looks oh too. yeah i'll drive I'll, I'll go an hour for it yeah um yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That sounds, I mean, just a, in, in general, like a Del Toro Pinocchio movie, that's just like immediately like that mm-hmm. concept. Like, yeah, I'm down. Like, wh- even if it sucks, like, I'm going to be there no matter what. So. And uh, the uh, the guys who wrote it uh, work, uh, Del Toro wrote it with uh, the guys who work on Adventure Time. That's pretty cool. I'm not an Adventure Time guy, but. That's, I'm an Adventure Time guy. I love Adventure Time. It was past my time. I, I just never. I was too old when it came out, I think. But if you're in the mood for a cartoon, it's very funny. Um, I heard regular show is funny. I haven't seen that ever. That's the whole debate is what's better, regular show or Adventure Time. I'd say a regular show is funnier, but Adventure Time is more like I would say Adventure Time's got a little more meat on its bones as far as like because I mean once you get into the lighter seasons of Adventure Time, you get like there's like real care. I've like Adventure Time has made me like cry, and I don't think regular show has done that. Um, this is like the meme of the three podcasting boys, and it's like, what's better, Adventure Time or regular show? <laughs> Dude, I'm, I, if we had Rico on the pod, it would turn into a big debate. He, uh, he loves Adventure Time. I was just texting. Oh, he him loves, he loves regular Rico show. earlier. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to hit up Rico and ask him uh, about yeah. that. Um, no, back in my day, it was like my gym partners and monkey versus uh, Foster's home. That was my, uh, <laughs> that was the zillennial uh, uh, bookmark. Well, what for do you it. pick? uh fosters come on bro yeah dude absolutely <laughs> i mean jim partners a monkey is like the that's like the friends and fosters <laughs> is like the dude come on <laughs> that's true that's true uh fosters is like elevated sitcom like that's a great show uh anyways um my next one is white noise the new uh noah bombach joint i believe it's for netflix mm. i think i think um so. I all I know about it, I don't have a book adaptation for a book that I have not read. Um, but I the synopsis is Jack and his fourth wife, bound by their love, fear of death, and four ultra modern offspring, navigate the rocky passages of passages of family life to the background babble of a brand name of consumerism. The lethal black chemical cloud unleashed by an industrial accident floats over their lives, an airborne toxic event. Uh, this is Adam Driver and also the return of the great Greta Gerwig uh, acting once again. She's been directing these last few years, so it's good to see her in front of the camera again because she's like one of the best actresses uh, working. Um, Don Cheadle's also in it, uh, so that's great. He, I feel like he's been doing so much Marvel stuff lately that we haven't seen him like do anything dramatic in a while, so it'll be mm. good to see him in there. Uh, Jody Turner-Smith's in it. Um, and also, again, just to know a Bombach movie. So instantly I'm down for it. And it just sounds right up my alley. Um, I cannot, I really can't wait for it. Uh, I love Marriage Story. I love Mayor Witz. Uh, Francis Haas, just about 
the best movie ever made. So like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like I'm Mistress America is underrated. Uh, can't wait for this shit, man. Can't wait. So did you say that this one's more of a drama? I don't know. I think it might be like a dark comedy because it's, I can't imagine it's just a doom and gloom, mm-hmm. like dark cloud over the city kind of movie. Like I'm sure there's gonna be some dark comedy in there. Like there is with all of his movies, but um, I'm curious like how it plays out. Yeah, I'm because uh, I, I I've I've been uh recently I've been brewing that because Adam Driver I think he's like a I don't think he's his comedic chops have been utilized uh, too well. Uh, he's kind of the he's he's kind of the drama guy right now, uh, and he mm-hmm. he gives great performances, but uh, he's uh, he's super funny. So I hope I hope that uh Bombach's able to utilize his uh his more comedic chops. Yeah, I mean, I whatever it is, I'm down for it. But I, I would like to see him go more to that. I because like Mistress America was like a super funny movie, um, but then Marriage Story, and I love Marriage Story, but it, it was very much a drama with some comedy here and there. But it, it was a pretty straight drama for the most part. Dude, and, IMDb um, says that Andre 3000 is in this movie. Yes, I forgot to mention that Andre 3000. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm down for this movie, dude. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I'm super super excited. Uh, it sounds like a pretty crazy. It sounds very different uh, from Bombbox's other stuff too. It doesn't really. Uh, it strikes me as more of like a something that like a Yorgos Lanthimos would uh, tackle rather than a. It's, it doesn't seem like a New York uh, coffee drinker movie, you know. Which, <laughs> but I'm kind of glad about that, right? Because like mm-hmm. I don't want another Marriage Story. Like Marriage Story felt so personal instead of Merowitz that I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for him to go for something like a little bit like out of the realism realm. Like I'm ready for something a little bit like maybe, I, I don't know if it's supernatural per, so to speak, but I'm, I'm interested nonetheless. So uh, yeah, man, I'm hyped. For oh, it. I didn't realize Bombach directed the Brian De Palma documentary. I didn't know that. Um, Did he? Yeah. Him and uh, Jake Paltrow. Um, I did not know that. I have not seen that documentary, so I need to get on that get on it man yeah man um what's your next one um yeah i'm excited for white noise too uh but <laughs> you already uh, got you already went off about it no i'm just i'm joking uh but uh, my next film is uh, i gotta look up the full title uh my next film is uh bardo um and it has a long subtitle i think it's called like in the best years of our lives or something but this is the new alejandro gonzalez in film uh, the full title is Bardo or, a, or False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths. Um, I guess he likes these uh, subtitles. Uh, this is uh, his uh, return after uh, The Revenant. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see it. I guess he's uh, he's he, he stated that this is kind of his Roma. I guess it's uh, he, he's very inspired by Roma. He wanted to make a very a deeply personal film. Uh, it's described as a, as a Mexican comedy film. So that'll be interesting. He's He's kind of a... I mean, Birdman's a very funny movie, but uh, it's uh, he's kind of n- known for these more uh, intense, uh, tense dramas. You know, Morris Paris, Twenty One Grams, and uh, Babel. I've not seen Biddleful, but uh, I'd like to. Uh, but uh, he's a, he's an excellent director. I know he's getting some. I I've read uh, that there's some controversy with the the filming of the of the movie. I guess he wasn't taking uh, COVID protocols seriously. So let's hope. Uh, let's hope. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but that's not cool that he did that. But I'm excited for the movie. Uh, and uh, very good, Adam. Joke. Do you have anything you want to say? Smooth. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I I love most of his movies. Um, he did Babel too, right? Mm-hmm. Great movie. Uh, 
Babel's great. Um, I haven't seen it in a long ass time. I think I'm due for a rewatch probably around the time this is coming out, but um, I love Birdman and the Revenant. I don't really have any hot takes for him. I, this is also on my anticipated list, but I let Joe have the bone for it. Um, I, again, I didn't, I don't, I don't know much about it, but just the, again, there's so many of these words, like I don't know a lot about it, but the basis of the director mm-hmm. signed me up, you know, and that's one of those. I'm, I'm going to go in kind of cold to it. I hope, uh, do we know what production company it is? Is it like Searchlight? Is it A24, Neon? Like, do um, we know? It's A24. No, uh, it's, um, you know what? It's, it's fine. You know, we don't Wikipedia have to know. doesn't say, so I don't know. <laughs> it's no, cool. Estudios Churubusco. I probably said that wrong. Also, I can't find any articles about him not following COVID protocols. So maybe that, maybe I invented that. Why did you do that, Joe? I don't know, man. Sorry, Alejandro. Didn't mean to slander you. <laughs> that's uh, that's a little. Listen, uh... Sometimes you got to say things on a podcast, and you blurt out something you remember seeing on Twitter. So it happens to all of us. <laughs> yeah, guys, don't be like Joe. Um, so my next one is uh, the Whale, directed by Darren Aronofsky. Uh, this is one that I'm really excited for. I feel like Darren Aronofsky almost kind of like lost a little bit of like, um, how do I put it? Like he had like a lot of like clout for a while, like after mm-hmm. Black Swan. And um, I liked Noah personally. I think it's a pretty neat movie. I like the fact that he went for like kind of a gritty biblical adaptation. Like I think it's a cool movie. And mm-hmm. um, I loved Mother. I, I really, really loved Mother. I'm not missing yeah. his, his earlier movies because like those are just classics in general. Um, but I actually think his like later career is better than most people give it credit for. And uh, yeah, it's surprising that uh, he was able to survive. Like Noah was like fine, but Mother mm-hmm. is the one that like really kind of like sullied his name. Yeah, it's weird because I I I mean I I didn't just like like Mother. I loved Mother. I thought that was like really mm-hmm. fucking good when I saw it. Yeah, and... Mother. That I I remember being a kind of I, I the, the first time I saw it was such a experience. I'll never forget that uh, time going to see that in theaters. But I I've, I I've remember, come to love the film. Well, I remember it happened after here in Florida a hurricane went through, <laughs> and I remember like distinctly like my power was off in my house, so like I went. I used movie pass at the time to go see it. <laughs> and it was such a wild experience that like, it was such a, like an unpleasant like week. So to equally like watch like an equally like dirty, like kind of like gross movie, <laughs> like in like after going through a hurricane was kind of a trip, but I loved it. Like I ate up every minute of that movie. It was so well done. Uh, so this is his first movie in like, uh, what, five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about, uh, Brendan Fraser plays like a 600 pound uh, recluse man who is like very depressed. I think he has like an estranged daughter that he just doesn't talk to. Uh, I think it's played by Sadie Sink who from uh, Stranger Things and the Fear Street movies and that Taylor Swift uh, short film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, from what I'm reading from the synopsis, it seems like it's going to be like a drama, like a, but it's going to be like less about like the horrific side that he's usually known for mm-hmm. and it seems like it's going to be somewhat of a upbeat movie because it's about him getting out of a depressed episode and finding hope in life again mm-hmm. and i'm that's alone like why i'm very interested in seeing him kind of tackle material that while i'm sure he's going to very much tap into the darkness 
in the beginning of the movie when it's showing this guy's like struggles and his dark thoughts. Um, I'm curious how he goes for like the lighter stuff because his his movies aren't void of that. He when he goes for drama and beauty, he does it really well. Mm. It's just none of his movies like revel in it for too long. Yeah. So like if if he can really pull off like a uh, then again, this is based off a play or a book, I believe. Um, so I, I I can't tell you what it how it ends or anything. I don't want to know how it ends. I want to see the movie for myself. But if it does have like a happy ending, I'm curious how Aronofsky pulls that off. And um, also Brendan Fraser, dude, uh, we're, we're we're like living through a Brendan Fraser renaissance right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, good, by the way, I love Brendan Fraser. Um, so I'm very happy to see him not only getting work, but also I will talk about another movie he's in later, but uh, having an Aronofsky movie this year, too, that's just a great resurgence for him. He's also great mm-hmm. on Doom Patrol on HBO, but um, yeah, man, I, I can't wait for this. this. This sounds like right on my alley. I can't wait. It just mm-hmm. sounds unique and cool, and I, I'm really excited for it. From the uh, the guy who wrote the movie, uh, he's a, a regular writer on the TV show Baskets, uh, which is a very funny show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the uh, it's an A24 movie. Yeah, I, I did see that. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, man. I, I mean, are you looking forward to this one? I'm super excited. I love Darren Aronofsky. I haven't seen uh, some of his earlier movies, uh, but I've seen all the big ones. Uh, I will never watch Requiem for a Dream again. Yeah, me uh, But I, I really like Mother. Uh, Black Swan's a classic. Uh, and uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm Jones in a woman. I'll, maybe I'll watch The Fountain sometime soon. Uh, the Wrestler's a good movie. Uh, I, uh, I really like him on the whole. Uh, I did not see Noah because I heard it wasn't very good, but Adam, Adam was saying he liked it, so maybe I'll give it a check. I mean, but, I saw it in theaters when it first came out. I liked it when I was, I think I was like 16 when it came out. So I liked it then, but uh, I haven't rewatched it. But I, I remember thinking it was kind of cool. Mm. Well, uh, well, okay. <laughs> cool, man. But what's no, your, I'm, uh, what's your I'm next excited movie? for this one. Uh, I uh, Yeah, I think it sounds great. Uh, this is definitely one of the ones that I'll be really, uh, really interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, uh, to move on... <laughs> My next film is a little ditty called Asteroid City. Uh, The new Wes Anderson joint, uh, Asteroid City, is is this a musical? Is that confirmed? Um, I can't see. That's the thing. I can't remember if this was the musical or his the one after this one is the musical. Uh, because he has another one. They already filmed this one, but they're Mm -hmm. they're about to film another one after that. Which is the Roald Dahl one, right? No, that's the like the. Two more after this one. Dude, um, what's up with Wes? Is Wes entering his uh his his uh his his late stage Terrence Malick era? Dude, this is really cool. Like we used to only get like one movie from him like every like five years, and now we're getting very consistent Wes movies. Um, yeah, I think his next one, the one with Tom Hanks, is the musical, I believe. But I'm oh wait, is this the one with Tom Hanks? This the Asteroid City is the one with Tom Hanks. Then I don't fucking know. I just. Okay, uh, it's uh, it's described on Wikipedia as a romantic comedy drama film. So I don't think this is the musical. I think it's the one after it. But the one with um, the story of Henry Sugar. No, I think there's another one. Okay. Henry uh, Sugar is the um, that's the Netflix one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you keep you talk about it, and I'll see if it's a musical or not. But uh, yeah, no, I mean Wes Anderson. Uh, very. I'm surprised. I mean, th- there's no order uh to this, but uh, this is definitely. 
the number one or two spot for this year. Uh, I'm super, 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 uh, definitely uh, one, two, or three. Uh, I'm super, super jazzed for this one. Wes Anderson directed my favorite movie, Fantastic Mr. Fox. So he will forever be um, a goaded director. Um, and uh, these last couple movies he's pumped out uh, uh, have been a really, really stellar. Um, French Dispatch was great. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom, classics. Uh, he's kind of, uh, and even if the movies aren't uh, my favorite, even if they don't, Isle of Dogs, uh, is, it may not be my favorite of his movies, but uh, he keeps getting better as a director. The kind of the craft and the uh, his vi- his visual storytelling and his style uh, keep developing and enhancing, uh, even if I don't necessarily uh, kind of now at this point it's which which ones do I emotionally connect with more? So I'm super super excited to see this one though. Uh, the cast is crazy per usual. Um, even though it looks like with this one he might be uh, he, I think this might be his biggest cast yet. Uh, he's got you know Tom Hanks, Bill Murray, Margot Robbie, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Brian Cranston. Uh, I'm rapping at you guys now, uh, but I'm, I'm super, super excited to see this one. Um, I, uh, I, I've, we don't know what the plot is about. Uh, we don't know anything about the movie, but it's Wes Anderson, and uh, I'm going to be there opening night. Yeah, I love Wes, uh, obviously. And I, another one where it's just like, a, another one. Uh, <laughs> another one where it's just like, I don't care what it's about. The director is enough for me. But also the cast, like you said, like, I mean, Tom Hanks in a Wes Anderson movie, that's that that's that's wacky, man. I love that. Um, but also like his movies are so warm and Tom Hanks is like the warmest actor mm-hmm. of the time. So it's like, oh, that's gonna be delightful. Uh it seems like he might be the lead of it. I'm not completely sure. because uh, he's top build. I don't know if it's just because he's Tom Hanks. Uh Tom Hanks. Uh shout out to Zach Perry. Uh, <laughs> shout out but... to Zach Perry. <laughs> but um no man i can't wait i it's hard to talk about it too much when you don't know the plot but it's mm-hmm. obviously worth mentioning just because it's a wes anderson movie um yeah uh my next one is knives out 2 uh weirdly enough a netflix movie um which i was kind of surprised when um they bought the rights to it from i think lionsgate right mm-hmm. um because that was a big theatrical hit back in the day uh, people like really came out with that movie. I believe it did quite a bit of moolah at the box office. And mm-hmm. then, uh, this is Netflix, and I, I know they're gonna have their like little theatrical window on it, but it won't be playing at Regal or AMC. Um, so that'll be interesting. But nonetheless, I'm really excited for the movie because a, I'm a Ryan Johnson uh, again, soy boy beta cuck shill uh, fan, and uh, b because. The first Knives Out is just so good. And I guess if you want to go for C, the cast, again, is fucking incredible. Um, it just, like, well, you have Daniel Craig coming back. Because uh, he was so good in the first movie. He he really won over everybody. And he completely, like, sold that role. He has Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, uh, Dave Bautista. Edward Norton is in this. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, fucking Ethan Hawke, and Jessica Henwick. Uh, damn, dude, like, what a cast. It's set in Greece, too. Uh, there's not really any word on, like, I know it's another murder mystery, but I don't know, like, what, like, like what the deal is. Like, if it's another family, if it's, like, a, like, what the actual full plot of it is. But uh, it's a sequel to Knives Out, all struck by Ryan Johnson. I think he's playing for a trilogy as well. Um, so I'm curious how it goes, but, uh. Nonetheless, I'm super excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really. This is definitely one of those ones that uh, doesn't feel real. Uh, I. Uh, I can't say I expected there to be a knives out too, 
but uh, I'm happy to get it. Uh, I'm I'm also indoctrinated into the Church of Ryan Johnson. Uh, he's one of the most uh, influential directors uh, to me personally. I think he's uh, he's just great. Uh, I'll see anything he makes, um, and uh, you know uh, I'd like to you know hopefully the uh, hopefully he doesn't get tied down uh, in in franchise filmmaking, but uh, I'll uh, I'll see anything he makes because he's just an excellent guy. And uh, you know I love me a murder mystery. I love me a whodunit, and uh, who better to do it? than the uh, master of subversion himself, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm really, really excited for it. So hopefully, uh, I believe it comes out this year. I can't imagine once again, they're going to hold it till next year. So I bet it's like another November release date. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Joey, what's your next one? Uh, my next one, uh, this is going to be the most Joe pick of the night, uh, but it's Armageddon Time, the new uh, James Gray movie. Uh, this is kind of his, uh, this has been, I, I think I think the the impact of Roma, I think, is, is unparalleled uh, because it seems like every director is, is coming out with their Roma now. So uh, it's their personal childhood movie. Uh, that's what James Gray's coming out. I don't know if he necessarily has the, clout that somebody like uh a steven spielberg uh, has or a alfonso Cuaron, but uh it's uh you know it's a period drama uh set in his childhood time it's got anthony hopkins Anne hathaway and uh our boy kendall roy jeremy strong in it uh who i can only assume is playing little boy james gray isn't de niro uh, in it too uh no de niro he uh is not in the project anymore oh anymore okay um easy well i don't know it says he i don't know i don't know i i no I De Niro, read it. yeah because de niro oscar isaac and donald sutherland all dropped out of the movie that sucks um but does no, like could oh right no i mean the plot is i mean i i mean the cast in general is still pretty good um mm-hmm. i i like james gray generally um i i'm looking forward to it it's not necessarily one of my most anticipated of the year but um, I'm sure it'll be good at least. Um, but I, I love, I don't have something me and Joe kind of butt heads on. I don't like love that Astra. as Shut much the as fuck up. <laughs> but I think I love Lost City of Z more than you do. I think. Yeah. I didn't like Lost City of Z that much. I've, I, I, at this point I've come around on it, but when I first saw it, I really didn't like it. No, I, I love Lost City of Z. So, but then again, I haven't seen Ad Astra since theaters and I, uh, that night that I saw it, I broke my ankle. So I was like in severe pain when I saw it. So Dude, I, I think you'd love it. I think it's like a, I mean, I, not to turn this into an Ad Astra Fest, but I mean, Armageddon Time is really only here because of just how much goodwill James Gray has because of Ad Astra. My, Ad, right. Ad Astra is a quintessential Joe classic. I love that movie so much. Uh, I do want to rewatch So I'm, I'm, of course, what'd you say? I said I do want to rewatch it one day. Like I do want to. I'll rewatch like, Carol if you rewatch Ad Astra. That means nothing to me, but I <laughs> I will still rewatch Ad Astra one day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm looking forward to that. I guess. Like I mean, it, Jeremy Strong and Hathaway. Like that's already a good cast, and I uh, Anthony Hopkins is always great. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I do think it's... I've I've heard some interviews with James Gray, and he's just kind of like a dude. He's just kind of like, yeah, I was making the movie, so I kind of like that about him. <laughs> I love those kind of guys. Um, I also thought it was funny what you said about like how everyone's getting a Roma nowadays. Like mm-hmm. everyone's getting their own like little like the Belfast and the yeah. you know what I mean. Like everyone's getting that kind of movie. Yeah, it was um, like so many of these movies are about the director's childhood. So. Well, we already have the Fablemans and that mm-hmm. in one year. 
like, that's kind of funny to me. Um, but and no, I, I think uh, Sam Mendes' next movie is also about his childhood. <laughs> I also, re- yeah, yeah, right. I think, no, I was going to say he did Bond movies for that, but that's 1917. Um, but yeah, that's so fucking funny. That's so funny. Uh, I'm curious who else does that in the future. Uh, probably us. Well, it sounds, next- I mean, maybe Alejandro, maybe this Alejandro Gonzalez and Reed. I, yeah, he has, I mean, I don't know if the plot is, but he said he was inspired by Roma. Um. Yeah, man. I'm fuck, dude. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, no matter how many of these. Going to end up being about Del Toro's childhood. <laughs> yeah, that was Nightmare Alley. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, my next one is uh, uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. Um, once again, a movie that's hard to talk about because I don't know what it's about. Um, but it's Jordan Peele doing another horror movie. I believe this one leans more into sci-fi than even us did. Um, but regardless, uh, Jordan Peele, uh, feels like I don't have to say it, but like, I love him as a director, uh, both us and get out. I think they're both equally good. Like, I know there's a little bit of, that might be a little bit of a hot take, but I think they're both like great, great movies and, um, get out my, have a preference with me by a hair, but us is like a great, great movie. And, um, I mean, I don't know, Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, uh, fucking Steven Yoon is in this movie. Uh, uh, Barbie uh, Ferreria uh, from Euphoria, uh, she's going to be in it too. Um, all around, man, I, it seems like it's going to be a banger. I think it's in July, so that's interesting. A summer release uh, for a horror uh, Jordan Peele movie, but uh, nonetheless, I'm, I can't wait for it. It's also shot on IMAX cameras too, so I'm wondering like what it's gonna be, like the scale, like is it aliens? Is it like, mm-hmm. like is it like an apocalypse kind of movie? Like I'm like I'm curious like why IMAX? Like what is he doing with that? Um, and also like I feel like so many IMAX movies are like kept for like Marvel type mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm like it's kind of cool that he's going to do that. So. Yeah, overall, like just in every sense, I cannot wait for this movie. Mm-hmm. I uh, I do kind of have a take. Uh, I hate to be the guy, but um, I uh, I was definitely disappointed. I thought Us was a good movie, but uh, I think if you think about it for more than ten minutes, it's really fucking stupid. Uh, even though I think that movie has a lot of good stuff in it, uh, there's some really genuinely incredible sequences. I think the fuck the police sequence is one of the best That's like pieces so of horror comedy good. filmmaking ever. Yeah. Uh, I uh, it's got it's a uh, us is 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 has a lot of phenomenal elements to it. And uh, in, in some ways, it's better than uh, Get Out, but I do think I definitely think Get Out is the is the far more superior. Film. Have you rewatched just, it at all? I haven't. So uh, this oh, is dude, just... that's forget Carol. Rewatch. I'll rewatch uh, Ad Astra if you rewatch us. I think you would love it on a second viewing. I hope so. I hope you're right because I was super. I, I wanted to, but uh, I just the the kind of the the, re, the if you really think about uh, what is going on, it doesn't. There's there's a lot of plot holes uh, in the uh, execution. Okay, I'm not usually that guy. Cinema sense. Yeah, I was about to say I'm not usually that guy who gets bothered by that, but. I literally oh, yeah. don't. I I don't care about that at all. Like it's the <laughs> themes and the and the style and all that shit. Like it's just so I the- probably love it, but uh, I'm definitely excited for Nope. Uh, I hope it's it's interesting because Jordan Peele. He's kind of on one hand he he's he's this kind of this 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 rising voice in horror filmmaking because he's kind of invented a genre. But on the other hand, like he can never just make like a like a drama. Like nobody wants to see like a 
just like a regular like two people in a room talking movie from him we need like these weird kind of culturally relevant horror movies from him so in some ways he's kind of a pioneer and in other ways he's kind of put himself in a box so i hope i hope he can continue to push continue to kind of pump out original content uh, highly original horror movies because uh, Um, that seems like what he wants to make i mean on the one hand i get that because like you don't want a director to stay in like one lane for too long Mm -hmm. uh like we talked about with like bob bombach right like we don't Mm -hmm. we didn't want that or uh uh i was even like looking back at like wes craven's career because i was thinking about scream this week Mm -hmm. and like he tried to branch out from horror but it just kept pulling him back in the more he tried to stray away from it in the 90s um and I think that's interesting, but at the same time, I think horror is a genre where you can kind of, there's that Twitter joke trend where it's like every horror movie is about grief or Mm. loss or or like about something, you know? Uh, And I I think it doesn't bother me because I know he can inject whatever story he wants to tell into the format of a horror movie. Uh, So that's why I don't get particularly worried. But that being said, I would want to see what like a, Jordan Peele like Oscar drama would look like like what would a uh, family comedy from him look like or something Mm -hmm. you know like I'm curious like what else he would do but also if he just wants to do horror movies I'm not upset at that because clearly he's great at it and I'm I'm cool with it so uh, what I'm trying to say is whatever he does I'll be there and nope is one of those movies I will be there opening day Um, so yeah man I can't wait Uh, what's your next one my next one uh, is a little ditty called Disappointment Boulevard, baby. The new Ad not the new, the new Ad Astra movie. No, the new Ad Astra movie uh, is uh, Disappointment Boulevard with our boy Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, this is a uh, horror comedy. Uh, I think it's supposed to. He it was designed. Yeah, at one point he described it as a zonky horror comedy. So, I uh, that sounds fucking amazing. Uh, but I guess this is based on a short film that he made in high school. Uh, he's adapting it. Not not in high school. Uh, in college that he is kind of expanding out into a. Uh, feature length. Um, this is following hot off the tales of his two horror masterpieces, uh, Hereditary and Midsommar. Um, it's got a great cast. Patty Lupin is in it. Uh, Nathan Lane. I uh, love those two. Uh, I, uh, Parker Posey's in the cast. Um, so just some Zoe Lister Jones, just some classics. Uh, I really can't wait to see it. Um, I have no idea, uh, what it's going to be about. Uh, it's described as an intimate, decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. Uh, that sounds vague as hell, and I'm here for it. Uh, I can't wait to see this one. Um, Hereditary. Uh, Adam said this, and I uh, I remember it. Uh, he said that Hereditary. Uh, you know, there's just some things in Hereditary that you're never gonna forget, uh, and that's the same for Midsommar, and I'm sure that'll be the same with Disappointment Boulevard. Yeah, I almost like want to go to a test screening of it because i want to experience without like any marketing or anything because mm-hmm. like could you imagine seeing like midsummer or hereditary without seeing a single frame from it prior like mm-hmm. that would have completely traumatized me i think yeah um, i remember i hadn't seen an ad for hereditary um but like is this a horror movie i don't i'm not sure what it is like it is a comedy horror film uh, he's described it as a four-hour nightmare comedy well, there's no way that it's actually four hours. Um, 
like no, no way. <laughs> I I mean I'd be cool with it, but like mm-hmm. there's no way. Um, I'm I'm betting it's like condensed to, and I say condensed very loosely, probably like two and a half hours. Um, but that being said, yeah, dude, I this is one where Joe sent me his list and it was on there, and I was like, ah, you motherfucker, you got it. Um, yeah, I mean Nathan Lane too, like seeing him in an mm-hmm. Arthur movie, that's pretty cool. Um, Stephen McKinley Henderson, uh, love that guy. Um, I know you already went over the cast, but like those are two for me where it's just like them in a Ari Aster movie is cool. Um, again, it's hard to again talk about it when you don't know the plot, but it just sounds really cool to me. Uh, I keep saying that it sounds cool, but it, I, I love uh, my hot take. Maybe I like Midsummer a little bit more than Hereditary. Wow, um, that's a hot take, man. I didn't feel that way the first time I saw Midsummer, but the more I watch Midsummer, the more I'm like. Yeah, I kind of prefer it. Um, shout to Sarah Hall. Uh, she kind of is the reason for that. She kind of like made me see the light. Uh, I already loved Midsummer, but uh, there's just like a lot of good like reads in that movie that I appreciate more and more than I think about it. Um, but yeah, man, I can't wait for this one. I, it should come out this year. I can't imagine that they push it or anything because they they shot it like in 2020, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, no, it's it's in post production right now, so it should there's a, it has a release date too, April twenty second. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so hopefully, yeah, we get that around the end of the year, if not earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is Spider Man and Spider Verse two, uh, across the Spider Verse, I believe it's called. Um, there's not a whole lot of reason to have this other than the fact that the first movie blew my socks off. I think um, as a collective, we were all kind of blown away by that movie. Uh, I remember when they announced that a animated Spider-Man movie was being made, we were all kind of like, why? Like, mm. why are we doing this? Um, and it, in my opinion, is the best Spider-Man movie. And it, and this trailer for this one looks even better. Like, it looks so cool. Uh, the animation style looks like they're going to be pushing the boundaries for what they did the first time. And uh, I, for one, cannot wait to see it. Uh, there's a reason why that movie won Best Animated Feature of the Oscars that year. Um, and I think this one, it just looks really ambitious. And from what uh, we've been told about it, they're really going all out. Like the first one was a pretty wacky and sporadic movie. Uh, and it pulled off a lot of things that you probably didn't think you could get away with, like on screen. Um, and now that they have like the leashes off, I'm very curious, like where all they go with it. Um, I Spider-Verse is like one of my favorite movies of all time. So I'm just like, I'm so hyped. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little, little nervous just cause it's like, ah, uh, the first one's so good. So like how, like it, I, I'm, I'm just a little nervous cause it's like, how can you top it? Mm-hmm. But I, I, if I'm being honest, I don't need it to either. Like I'm just ready for whatever the next chapter is. So um, no matter what, I can't wait. Uh, are you looking forward to this one? Yeah, I'm super, super excited for it. I, uh, I, um, I, you know, I was, I did like No Way Home, but I was a little, uh, I was a little, I left, I was left wanting a little more uh, from the concept, and I hope that a uh, Spider Verse is able to, uh, you know, I know Adam's about to slip my throat, but uh, deliver where the, uh, where I feel that uh, No Way Home was lacking, uh, and I'm sure, I mean. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are still behind it. Uh, you still got the same crew, uh, and I think that the first movie showed such a, a love for Spider-Man that I doubt that they'd uh, they'd uh, they'd kind of they'd uh, they'd uh, 
they'd uh, they'd ruin it. You know, I doubt that they'd go back and ruin it. And also, it was uh, it was intended to be a trilogy from the start, so they have a plan in place. So I'm sure it'll be uh, at least um, you know, kind of uh, it'll at least it, it, it might not surpass. I'm sure it'll at least kind of sit alongside the first one. Um, I'm reading the cast list now. I forgot Issa Rae was cast as Spider Woman in it. So that's, oh, that's pretty cool. cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I, I'm pretty sure I read it at some point, but I forgot. Um, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just really excited and I'm hopeful that it'll be as good as the original. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, I love No Way Home. I think I actually liked the fact that it didn't fully dive into the Spider-Verse. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad that it didn't go all the way with that. I'm glad that it just kind of came to the MCU instead of the MCU going into it, if that makes sense. Like, I like that about that movie. And I like that we're saving the wacky shit for this movie. Like, I, I actually kind of prefer that. Um, and, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm all around stoked. But, um, yeah, what's your next one, man? My next one? Yeah. You really want to know? No. Well, I'm going to tell you. This next one is one that uh, I actually, I, I'm, I think it has been shot, so I'm pretty sure it'll be out this year. Uh, it is the new Martin McDonough joint, the Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, I don't know what this is about, uh, and uh, I just know that Martin McDonough's behind it. It's got our boy, uh, it's got our boy Drood. Everybody say Drood in the chat. What? Woo, woo, woo. Drood, Colin Farrell, and Brendan Gleeson. Drood? Uh, Droog. What? Druig from uh, Eternals. Oh, yeah, it probably helps if you pronounce it right. How is it pronounced? Druig, not Droog. Whatever. You see the I in there, right? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, they shot this in August of 2021, so it should be out this year. Uh, They don't really know much about it, uh, but... It's uh it's a Martin McDonough joint. I'm a huge fan of this director. Uh, sorry, Sarah Hall, uh, and uh, Barry Kongig. Uh, is that his name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I say it right? No, you. I was laughing at the Sarah Hall thing. Barry I... Cohen, Kongin. Kugin. Kugin. Uh, I sorry, dude. I I know you're not listening, but I love you as an actor so much. Uh, uh he's pretty much. It's it's kind of. I mean, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson in a Martin McDonough movie. So of course, I'll be in Bruges is a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course I'm excited for it, but uh, to that I love me some Barry. I really, really love me some Barry. So uh, I'm I'm super excited to see this one. Uh, I really hope it's out this year. Uh, if it's not, I'll have egg on my face. But uh, I love uh, In Bruges. I love Three Billboards, and I love uh, Seven Psychopaths. Pillman's a great play. Uh, I uh, I just love this guy. Uh, I heard he's got a The Hangman was his last play, uh, or no, Hangman was supposed to be good, and then a very, very, very dark matter. Okay, we get it. You're a theater kid. We get it. Yeah, I'm a theater kid. (laughs) Whatever. Um, uh, I'm excited for this one. I'm looking forward to it. I like Marty McDonough uh, for the most part. I I liked Three Billboards against Star to Sarah Hall. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved In Bruges. That movie is so good. I rewatched it over the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Actually, that was one of those. uh, That was a very important movie in my uh, film coming of age. Uh, I think it works better on a rewatch, actually. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's a really, really good movie. Um, Barry Keegan, like you said, I he's becoming one of my favorite actors working today. Yeah. Um, I I don't know, man. I just overall, uh, I cannot wait to see this. Um, again, it's hard to talk about it when you don't know what it's about. But uh, he, McDonald being behind it and the cast. And it is 
it is shot, by the way. Uh, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I read an article about it the other day, so I, I do know that. Yeah, it's in IMDb. Says it's in post, so. It, it is, yeah. I'm sure it'll come out like later this year, uh, probably for award season. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, so my uh, my next one is a little ditty called The Killer from David Fincher. Um, I'm pretty sure this comes out this year. Every like IndieWire, AV Club, uh, Variety, like they all put out their most anticipated movies of the year list. And they all were very confident that this comes out this year. Like it's going to, because they also like it's being shot this year. It'll come out later this fall. So I'm like, I'm confident it will. Uh, there might be egg on my face if it doesn't, <laughs> but I, I'm going to mention it anyways, because this is the return of Daddy Fincher. Uh, I know he did Mank and I liked Mank a lot, um, but I'm kind of missing the, like the gritty David mm-hmm. Fincher. You know what I mean? Like I, we're going back to like he, he this is literally a movie about a serial killer i believe uh i think it's based off a graphic novel if i'm not mistaken and it's uh it's it, as of november 1st it's in production it's expected to go to march 21st so yeah dude i uh gone girl i mean i again i liked mank but gone girl mm-hmm. that's the last one he did where i just was fully blown away and i think that's like top three for him and uh I mean, Michael Fassbender again in this, uh, if he can deliver, like I, I, this will be like the movie of the year. I think mm-hmm. like it, it film Twitter is going to lose their fucking minds. Uh, I know like, I, I don't even know what I'm getting so excited. I can't even like finish a sentence, dude. Like just the idea of like him making this kind of movie again. Cause mm-hmm. like every time he does something like this, I completely eat it up. Like it's an automatic, like five out of five, like mm-hmm. off the top, you know? Um, like I almost don't even have to see it to know. Like I'm like, yeah, it'll be a masterpiece. Like no, mm-hmm. I'm not even questioning it. It's just a matter of like the same way with Paul Thomas Anderson. Like yeah, yeah, like it'll be perfect when I see it, right? Yeah, and it's one of those. Uh, it kind of also kind of what we were talking about earlier with. Uh, I think we're both Jones in for a really good Michael Fassbender performance. Yeah, I this is the one where I mean I know Next Girl Wins is going to be really good, but like this is the one where I'm like. This is going to be great. And Tilda Swinton, too, isn't it? So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, dude, I I really can't wait for this. I, I think it sounds great. Um, and I think he's going to tap into, like, a lot of his classic styles uh, mm-hmm. in it. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's uh, it's I, uh, I really hope it's good. I'm super excited for it. Mm-hmm. So what's your next one, bitch? My next one is a little ditty. Yeah. Called Babylon. Do 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 do. Uh, this is from uh, this is the next Damien Chazelle joint. Say what? Say what? Uh, Damien Chazelle uh, directed, uh, probably, uh, definitely uh, a a top tier Joe movie. This is definitely La La Land is a classic. Um, I adore that film. Uh, it was my favorite movie for a very long time. That's how Adam and I first bonded. That's how uh, that's how our friendship kind of began to sprout was through our shared love and adoration of La La Land. Uh, obviously, Whiplash is a classic as well. Uh, you know, to you know, kind of an, an iconic performance from J.K. Simmons. And uh, First Man, a super, 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 super. Let me say super one more time. Underrated movie. Uh, really, really great film. I really think that that movie deserves a. I, uh, a revisit uh, it doesn't really get the love that it deserves uh, and uh, Babylon seems to be kind of him 
kind of channeling a bit more of a, his La La Land side. It appears to be kind of an old Hollywood spectacle. I guess it's a script that's been around for a long time. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see uh, what he does with it. A uh, crazy cast, uh, I believe. It's Brad Pitt and Emma Stone. Uh, I don't know if Emma Stone's still in it or not. Uh, no, she dropped out. Of, now it's Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's. I, th- I know it's like another uh, really major high-profile actor. Uh, Catherine Watterson, Tobey Maguire, Samara Weaving, Jonah Platt. I don't know who that is. Uh, Flea. Rory Scoville, Spike Jones. Uh, just classics. Olivia Wilde's in this. Chloe Fineman. Uh, Jeff Garland. Uh, just you know, a, a real, uh, a real uh, banger of uh, of actors on this a banger I, lineup of actors. Uh, I and, will uh, say, Giselle uh, is one of uh, he's kind of a sure bet now, so I'm uh, I'm super excited to see what he does. I will say, um, I was really, I mean, obviously with Spider Man, uh, Tobey Maguire coming back in that was like great because we obviously just seeing him as Spider Man again. Spoiler alert, I guess, uh, <laughs> was great, but. Uh, that being said, like, it's also cool to just see him in a movie again in general, because it seems like he, I mean, Pawn Sacrifice happened, I guess, but, like, mm-hmm. what else was there? And to see him in a Damien Chazelle movie? Yeah, uh, I think it was, uh, after, it was Great Gatsby was the only other movie before that. Yeah, I mean, and I like Great Gatsby, but, like, he, he just kind of, like, went off the radar. There's, like, rumors that it was because of, like, his gambling thing or whatever, but, mm-hmm. um, like, oh, who Oh, Andy's in The Boss Baby. Oh, yeah, my, no disrespect to The Boss Baby uh but yeah, could you forget i don't know man um but no i'm i'm super hyped for this um it, it seems like he's the artist but i'm sure it'll be way better than the artist because uh the artist is like okay and <laughs> this just seems like a really cool version of like that era of hollywood where it's the transition from like talkies to or from black and white to talkies and uh yeah overall like i it seems like really high budget it seems uh because uh, it seemed like a long shoot that they were doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I believe the post-production uh, schedule was so massive that they had to push it from 2021 to 2022. And not just from, like, six months or anything. They did it from December 2021 all the way to December 2022. So I believe they're uh, really trying to perfect this thing. So when we get it, I think we're going to get something very special. I believe it has a Christmas release date, too, which you really only do if you're excited for your movie. And Paramount seems very interested. And... Uh, excited about it so um yeah i mean overall what's there to not be excited about joey anything i don't think so yeah no this is just uh like i said this is one of the sure bets of next year yeah man um i can't wait watch but, uh, know, flash forward uh to christmas we're gonna be crying it sucks uh aquaman 2 was better um mm-hmm. um it's still weird to me to think that avatar 2 comes out this year that's crazy to me um and it's on neither of our lists um, I'm looking forward to that. I just, it doesn't feel like a real movie to me either. Like I, I mean, I know they've shot it. I think they're shooting three right now, which is hard to believe, <laughs> but Dude, there's like six planned. I, I saw the other day that Stephen Lang in an interview said like the script for Avatar five made me cry. I'm like, what are you talking about? The script for Avatar five. I'm like, there is no script for Avatar five. There's Dude, no but Vin Diesel's in the next one. <laughs> See you and Adam Donato keep telling me that, but I'm, is it on IMDb? Like, what's the deal? Yeah, it's on IMDb and uh, Wikipedia right now. Vin Diesel's in it. Familiar. Um, but... Dude, but, like, it's like there are literally five Avatar movies playing. And it's like... And they're just... They keep shooting them. They keep shooting them. I think uh, Avatar 4... Uh, yeah, they're shooting three as we speak. And it's like, 
what they they funneled like so much fuck not to talk about avatar though because neither of us are i'm excited for it uh but it's uh they're spending a billion dollars on this franchise and it's like what if the second one fucking bombs what if nobody goes to fucking see it what are they gonna do but then again, James Cameron's like literally the only guy in cinema history who is like always made like a ton of money. Like he's the one director who like you put his name on it and he like gets you all the money in the world. Directed by Ridley Scott. Like he literally like there's like stories in Hollywood where it's like if you ever bet against him, you know you're wrong because he will always get you a billion dollars. And I think they're just I mean, cashing he... in on him. If he if he's able to do it, like if he's able to, like kind of fucking reclaim that glory, uh, I'll I'll egg on my face for the rest of my life. But I mean, I guess he just he's got he's got T two Titan. He's got I mean he's got some classics for sure. But I just can't imagine that. Can you imagine? I'll be how old will you be in twenty? I'm gonna be twenty eight when Avatar five. I'm almost gonna be thirty. Wait, what year? Twenty twenty eight is when Avatar five is supposed to come out. Dude, I'll be thirty one. Dude, yeah, can you imagine being 31 seeing Avatar 5? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> like, it's been it's been 12, it's been 11 years since the first Avatar came out. Um, I mean, I like the first Avatar. I have very fond memories of it, but I'm more so excited about the new one because I, I hope he revitalizes technology again. Like, I hope it just, mm. like, fucking blows us away visually. And um, I... Don't know if it's still the case, but I know he was talking about doing 3D without glasses, uh, oh, wow. which I don't even know how that works. He's like a lot of people were like, yeah, it's possible, but it's like you have to like literally perfect every frame per second to like make sure it's accurate. And even then you might fuck up. And I think I could be wrong, but I think that might be why they've delayed it so many times. I think he's, like, literally trying to do that. I think he's trying to do 3D without glasses. Because remember, what was the big deal about the first one? 3D. You can't mm-hmm. really do that again. What's going to be the thing that gets people into theaters to see this movie? It might be 3D without glasses. Just to be like, what the fuck is that, you know? Um, and I'm very curious how it plays out. Um, I I don't want to talk about it too much longer, but um, one, like, very niche thing I'll bring up. Uh, Alita Battle Angel, that's a okay movie, I think. I liked it enough, I guess. But uh, I'm a big uh, defender, not defender, supporter of Dolby Cinema. Uh, we saw Scream in there last night, and that was great. Uh, but when Alita Battle Angel came out, that was the first time I ever saw Dolby 3D. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a 3D Dolby movie. So, if, uh, And that's also James Cameron produced. So if he can get like a Dolby 3D showing of Avatar 2... Um, I'm going to get my ass in those seats because Alita Battle Angel, again, decent movie, but when I saw it in Dolby 3D, that was the best 3D movie I've seen since Avatar. Uh, I think it just had a lot to do with Dolby of it all, but the depth of it was like really precise and it made me realize how cool 3D can really be when you are seeing it from a person like James Cameron. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. We talked about Avatar a lot, but um, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um Okay, so my next one is, I know one that me and Jelly are both excited for, uh, Mission Impossible 7. Um, bro, go. I cannot fucking wait. Um, Mission Impossible Fallout is the best movie ever made. Um, mm-hmm. it, is, it is the coolest movie ever made. 
Um, it is literally a perfect action movie. I think it's as good as like Mad Max Jury Road. Um, it is just so precise and there is not a moment that is wasted. Uh, there is not a plot or a character or anything that is out of place. It is the most precision driven, like just, just fucking awesome movie. <laughs> it's so good. And from what we've heard and what we've seen about this movie, it seems like Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie are going out of their ways to make this even even crazier. It seems like the action's bigger. Uh, the character work is more elaborate. It's a two-parter, I believe. This is the first part of the finale. So this is their Infinity War <laughs> of the Mission yeah. Impossible franchise. And because uh, I believe eight, right, is that uh, that's the end game uh, mm-hmm. that we've been told. Because Tom Cruise is like in his what late fifties, early sixties at this point. Um, so he he's got to clock out eventually. But uh, with that being said, uh, Jesus. yeah, dude. So, um, I, what's your say, except I can't wait for him to just rock my pants off again. Cause, uh, again, fallout was just about the best theatrical experience I've had in years. And, mm-hmm. um, that movie just fucking owns it. It just, it, it fucks so hard, dude. Uh, it, and it only gets better. That's the great thing about that movie. Cause you see it the first time and you're like, wow, what an experience. I wish you could see it for the first time again. And then you get it. And you watch it at home and you're like, oh, no, it's still just as good each time. And I'm sure um, this is the rare franchise where I think each one gets better, you know. Uh, so, yeah, dude, I can't wait for this one. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, I, uh, I agree very much with Adam that uh, Fallout is a perfect movie. Um, I think it's better than Mad Max Free Road. Uh, but I uh, you're stupid. Dude, Fallout is just a, an amazing movie. Uh, just some untop sequences. I think it's kind of the action movie to beat right now. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I'm excited for Top Gun Maverick, uh, but I, I don't imagine it'll top Mission Impossible. Fall, even though I love the first Top Gun. Uh, <coughs> it, it, but doesn't. <clears throat> it doesn't? Okay. okay. Uh, but, but I wouldn't know that because I haven't seen it. Yeah, you wouldn't know that. But uh, who would have thought that, uh, you know, if we'd seven films in, we'd still be excited about Mission Impossible? But uh, I think they've really hit their stride with Christopher McQuarrie. And uh, it sounds like this movie's going to be crazier than ever. Uh, so September 30th could not come sooner. Uh, and uh, I do think, uh, you know, I, it's weird that I'm, I'm like emotionally invested in this franchise. I really want to, I really care about Ethan Hunt's marriage. You know, I really want to, I want to make sure she's okay. Although I hope they don't bring her back. Cause like Fallout yeah. was a great send off for her character where mm-hmm. Ethan was like finally at peace with like, like okay you're doing your thing you're happy with your new husband like and also it seems like he uh what's her name um i forgot the god uh the, the love interest um show on him no fucker uh, rebecca, Fer- ferguson. No, rebecca ferguson god damn uh yeah uh, rebecca ferguson uh she seems like she's taking over that role now um but also like she's her own great spy character too where honestly i could see them doing it like a Mission Impossible 9 with her in the lead, and I wouldn't be upset with that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you um, if you ever do that, like with a movie where you like... Because Tom Cruise is hard to replace. But if Rebecca Ferguson was great in Rogue Nation, but she came to fucking play in Fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was great in that movie. So... Um, and she's, a, she's mommy in Dune. Yeah. Dude, I'm, why are you living? I feel like I'm a weird one. She's mommy. Dude, that's what everybody everybody is like. <laughs> the internet has a boner for, for her. Respect for I her. Mean, she's an amazing actress. No, I mean, hey, me uh, too, but like, 
Just the way you said it was funny. Uh, <laughs> she's mommy. <laughs> she's mommy, man. What's your fucking next movie? <laughs> My next movie is uh this is probably uh this this one if i were to guess what my favorite movie of the year would be uh it's gonna be this one uh i'll put the money on it now if this movie sucks i will be heartbroken but uh it is the yorgos lanthimos joint poor things uh this sounds amazing i love me some yorgos lanthimos i've seen i think all of his major movies uh i think i've seen all of his films actually but this is based on a novel. Uh, I have not read the novel, but I uh, I love um, the uh, the cast and uh, the premise and just everything about it. Uh, this is about uh, this. I, I've heard it so many different things about the plot, uh, but I'll read the 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 science the, the not the, the I'll read the IMDb description. Uh, this film will be a Victorian tale of love, discovery, and scientific daring. Poor things tells the incredible story of Bella Baxter. A young woman brought back to life by an eccentric but brilliant scientist. Uh, so, sounds fucking awesome plot already for some, someone like Yorgos Lanthimos to tackle. And uh, you got a cast of Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo. We got our boys, Jared Carmichael, Christopher Abbott. Shout out to uh, uh, On the Count of Three fandom. Say what, what, what? Uh, you got Margaret Qualley, uh, Catherine Hunter, and then you have my... My beloved Rami Youssef is in this movie. Uh, this it sounds like it was made for me. I cannot, I cannot fucking wait for this movie. Uh, I, I, I cannot. It makes me so happy that this is coming out. I really, 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 really can't wait to see it. I, uh, I, I just like I'm gonna come, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, man, I can't wait for this either. Um, I like how after you saw Killing the Sacred Deer. You got completely Yorgos pilled. Like you're pretty. I was like, already Yorgos pilled. I just I didn't watch Killing of a Sacred Deer. I loved the Lobster and I loved the Favorite. I know you loved them, but like you didn't get as Yorgos. Yeah, pilled. I okay. I'll admit that once I watched Killing of a Sacred Deer, I was like, all right, this is my guy. <laughs> no, I'm like super excited. I I like Rami Yusuf a lot, so to see him uh, mm-hmm. take this on is cool. Um, no, uh, he's got a movie I haven't seen. Uh, Yorgos. Yeah, I've seen Dogtooth, but I haven't seen Alps or uh, Kineta. Uh Neither have I, but I, I've seen all the others. And I, uh, Lobster's probably my favorite. Uh, might be the favorite. It's, it's probably Lobster. Uh, but this one sounds cool. Uh, I, I'm i going to try to go in blind to it uh, as blind as I can, but I'm sure it'll be hard. Me too. Uh, but no, I can't wait. Um, I'm really excited for it. Um, I... I'm betting it's gonna be one of the best of the year. Like I if I'm a betting man, it'll be up mm-hmm. there. Um but so that's your most anticipated of the year? Uh, that's your No, that's one? uh that's what I think my favorite of the year will be, but I have we have I have one left to talk about. Oh, I thought that was your number one. That's that's uh I, I'm guessing that that will be my number one oh, I'm of stupid. the year. I know it, but that's yeah, not my yeah. most anticipated. Alright, gotcha. I'm stupid. Um uh yeah, so I don't, my... I don't know you're not. Thanks, man. Um <laughs> my most anticipated of the year and i say that loosely because i'm it's just it's number one just because i'm this is the director that you can always bank on it being a masterpiece when he's behind the camera and that's uh martin scorsese's killers of the flower moon uh and boy oh boy does it sound amazing uh the synopsis depicts the serial murder of members of the oil wealthy osage nation in 1920s oklahoma a string of brutal crimes that came to be known as the reign of terror um so i think 
and I've read like some takes about it, and I've heard that the book is very similar to There Will Be Blood. So this, if this is Scorsese's There Will Be Blood, dude, we're we're in for a treat, dude. Um, but it seems like it's mixing like a kind of greed of There Will Be Blood mixed with like a noir kind of like a thriller type beat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I mean, in the cast too, you got like Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, I teased it earlier. Brendan Fraser is also in this movie. Uh, John Lithgow, Jesse Plemons, De Niro, um, you know, the list goes on. Like, there's a lot of great actors in this movie. Um, and uh, also Lily Gladstone. She's an actress who is uh, in a lot of Kelly Reichardt movies, but it's good to see her kind of, like, branch out into a Scorsese joint. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I all around, dude, I cannot wait to see this movie. Uh, I think it's Apple TV, but Apple TV is usually pretty good with giving theatrical distribution. Mm-hmm. um to their movies well, they, they 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 showed their their true colors you know uh tragedy macbeth was a was a national release uh it was playing in like two or three theaters around me uh so uh just me though not anyone else but uh, they've yeah. shown that they want they want their movies in theaters and on the rocks was in theaters too yeah so i'm uh I, yeah i saw it all in the rocks on the rocks on the rocks in theaters mm-hmm. um and yeah they they're good at that they genuinely are good at that um and yeah, I mean, overall, like, you, you're you not going to find me streaming this one. Like, I'll go to fucking Tampa or something if I have to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, I mean, it's Scorsese, dude. Like, we <laughs> we saw mm-hmm. The Irishman in theaters, so we we know what's up. But um, I can't wait. We're not to be that guy, but Scorsese's getting up there in age, and we only have so many movies left. So mm-hmm. when we get one, you know, we got to celebrate it. And uh, that's how I feel right now. I, I cannot wait to see this movie. But... Uh, with that being said, Joey. Well, I want to talk about this movie. Okay, talk because, about because uh, you know Marty, uh, he's you know he's almost eighty, uh, and uh, the fact that he's making a, a late stage uh, n- western noir uh, that that makes me like erect. Uh, I I'm a big noir guy, uh, and I love me a good western. Um, uh, and uh, you know uh, I I love me my Jesse Plemons and uh, my my you know. I, who doesn't like De Niro and DiCaprio? And uh, it's it's good to see Frazier. I'm super super excited for this one. Um, I uh, I hope. I mean, I've heard. I I I don't know if this is like a. a, a I don't because I've listened to two podcasts in the past week, where the uh, one of the guys has said that Scorsese uh, has kind of slumped in his late stage career. But I uh, completely disagree. I think that these past couple movies, uh, he's he's on quite the roll, uh, and he's kind of kind of in this kind of the twilight years of his career, he's pumped out. I think some of his most like classic and iconic films, I think Wolf of Wall Street kind of stands among his greats as a, you know, in quality and in kind of, uh, kind of legacy. And I, and I think, I think Adam is, is indoctrinated into the church of silence. Correct. You love that film? Yeah. I mean, I was the one that had convinced you. Back in yeah. There. You convinced me. So uh, <laughs> I love that movie. I'm not indoctrinated, dude. I, I started that trade. Um, yeah, you, I, you, you got me on the road to it. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't need to talk about my Scorsese love. I, I obviously like I, I started very young. I went through the ropes at a very young, like 13, 14. And I, I've seen pretty much all the bangers. I, there's a few here and there I haven't seen, but, uh, for the most part, I've seen all the classics and, uh, uh, I think he's only getting better. Like I silence, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, mm-hmm. Irishman was fantastic. Um, Cause I mean, so- sure. Like, I guess if you just count Hugo and Shutter Island, which are two really good movies, 
Yeah, yeah. they're not quite as good as his classics, but I think you know he's got. To, I mean, at, b- b- right before that, it's The Departed, and then uh, it's uh, you know The Aviator, which are two bangers. Gangs in New York were mixed on, but I uh, I think he's a, he you know I don't know why maybe those two I just was listening to two grumps, but uh, other than that, I you know Scorsese is uh, you know kind of our god. He's our he's our uh, he's looking out for us, you know. Yeah, man, I uh, I'm unbelievably excited for this. So hopefully it comes out. Uh... I mean, it, it will come out this year, but when that's to be seen, I'm guessing probably November, like the Irishman did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can bet your bottom dollars that me and Joey will be there together, holding hands, sharing popcorn, uh, and we will be seeing it uh, when it comes out. So I can't wait for it. But uh, go ahead and drop yours, because I, I also want to talk about that movie, man. All right. It's the Batman. Uh, yeah. The Batman. Uh, I... You know, it's kind of a. Uh, this one is. This is one of the first movies in a long time where I've been like, Joe, you got to calm yourself down. You're going to overhype it and be disappointed. <laughs> but everything I've seen, and I've stopped watching the trailers, but uh, everything I've seen for uh, this new Batman movie uh, makes it look like it is going to be the greatest movie of, of all time. Uh, I. It, it's too good to be true. It looks. It doesn't look like a real movie because it looks so good. It just is. I'm like, they wouldn't let them do something this cool with it. Uh, I know, unfortunately, let's pour a cold one out. Uh, it's it got a PG-13 rating, uh, like we knew uh, two okay. years ago that it would get. Can but, I say, uh, who the fuck expected it? <laughs> Such non-discourse. Like, I saw all that on Twitter the other day, and I'm like, are you guys, like, fucking stupid? I'm like, who <laughs> the hell thought they were going to let a Batman movie be rated R? Like, there's fucking Legos for this movie. Like, what makes you think there's going to be a fucking rated R Batman? And I'm sorry to tell you guys, I'm I'm speaking to no one right now. I know none of our audience thought or cares, but, like, this is just for, like, the non-existent Twitter person that was upset about it. But let me do it anyways. It's going to be good either way. Like, (laughs) you can make a really gritty PG-13 movie. And from what I've heard about this movie, it gets, like, really dark and serious. Mm-hmm. And they fully push the boundaries of PG-13 in this movie. Um, but, yeah, dude, I uh, if Joey didn't have this one, it might be in my, uh, it, it might have been in my top five. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's coming soon. It's, uh, it's approaching very quickly, March. Uh, it comes out fourth. the day, I think, before or after my mom's birthday, so... We'll see how that goes. But well, it's no longer her birthday. It's the Batman day this year. It's ba- that's what um, I told. I called her up and I said, "Mom, get out of here." But uh, get out of town. it's uh, you know, uh, I, I, this is one of those, and I, 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 I we kind of uh, we always ask each other like, "Oh, if we could, uh, if you could do a, a superhero movie, what would you do?" And uh, I always, I've said since day one, I would do a, a detective movie with Batman. And, um, you know, I know that's a very, it's kind of not a, not a quite original idea, but it, it really looks like they're going all out with making this, like, it looks like prisoners, dude. It looks like, it looks, it looks like I'm going to eat this shit up. And, uh, yeah. if, uh, and uh, you know, I think this, I, I just, it's, I think that, I think it could be the best Batman movie. I'm getting the vibes that it might, you know, cause I mean, those Nolan movies are really good, but, uh, they, uh, I, I just think this new Batman movie is about to come up and, uh. But it's going to come out. Batman's about to eat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, dude. I, uh, I, I, there's only a, there's a part of me that's like, I cannot imagine it being better than The Dark Knight. 
that's because the Dark Knight's like a literal perfect movie. But I think it will, and it very well could be. Like, I'm not dismissing it. But I think even if it doesn't, even if it's like firmly like the second best Batman movie, totally down for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the same thing that you said, though. I'm trying not to overhype myself. Like, I, mm-hmm. in terms of like what I am most excited to see, just some fanboy shit. This is number one, of course, right? I'm just trying to pace my excitement before I get, like, too excited for it. Um, Because I remember, I not that this is the same thing, but I was so excited for Batman v Superman. And I I have come around on that movie. I think there is a lot of good shit in that movie. But, like, uh, that being said, when I first saw it, the theatrical cut, I stand by it being a mess. And (laughs) I think the ultimate cut's way better. uh, But... Uh, I, I was super disappointed by the theatrical cut of that movie. And I don't think Batman, the Batman's going to be anywhere near that at all. I think it's going to be a great movie. I have full confidence in it, but I'm just trying to not just like what you said, you know, like I'm trying to pace myself. I'm trying to be like, okay, dude, calm down. <laughs> you know, like we've been down this road before, mm-hmm. but um, all roads are pointing to it. You know, like it's like Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, obviously is Batman. Uh, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman is just about the best casting I've ever seen. Uh, fucking Colin Farrell in the penguin makeup? Are you kidding me? Yeah, dude. Fucking, I mean, Paul Dano as the Riddler. That the circus. Yeah, Paul Dano a... is like, uh, uh, and you want know shout out to our boy John Turturro, previously mentioned. Mm-hmm. As, uh, yeah, Falcone. previously mentioned John Turturro. Yeah, dude. Uh, he's playing Falcone, right? Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, I was about dude. to spoil what happens to that character, but I, 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 I won't. Well, I think they might. I change it maybe a little bit um and i'm not i mean luckily i haven't fully read up on like what all the plot dynamics of this movie are but if i'm not mistaken i think it's either a direct or loose adaptation of the long halloween which is he said he combined uh, the long halloween with year one and then took some influence from other stories that's so fucking hot. I and long Hall- so- if you haven't read Long Halloween and Year One are are like amazing Batman. Long stories. Halloween in long particular. Halloween, long Halloween is is up there with the Killing Joke is just about the best Batman story of all time, and mm-hmm. um, The Dark Knight Returns is also up there. Uh, so if you guys ever Matt Reeves, if you want to do five years down the line when the DC universe is fully rebooted, if you want to do a Dark Knight Returns with gray haired Robert Pattinson. Uh, sign me the fuck up. Uh, but that being said, uh, for the, for this exact movie, um, I can't fucking wait. There, but we don't have to wait too long. You know, it comes mm-hmm. out like what in five weeks, six weeks, or something. Uh, yeah, dude, it's it's coming. Uh, it's coming very very quickly. So you know, knock on wood, no uh, no uh, no, delay. no delays. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think I, it's gonna I'll stay. kill. I'll, I'll be so sad. I'll be so sad. It'll be a sad day for Joe. I'm making the prediction now. It's not going to get pushed. I think it's going to stay. I think cases will go down and I think it'll be fine. Um, Cause I think it will, I texted Joe about this the other day, but I think it will benefit from um, like Morbius and other movies being pushed. And uh, people are going to be clamming for another big movie after no way home. And mm-hmm. I think this kind of writing the coattails of that uh, superhero hype is going to benefit it vastly at the box office. And this is the first WB movie in many uh, a whole year almost that hasn't been on HBO Max on the same day. So uh, everything is pointing to this one being a big hit, and I can't wait. Uh, and also Matt Reeves, I, I love the Apes movies, and uh, he he directed Cloverfield, right? Um, I believe so. I'm like 99% sure he Cloverfield, which is like one of the best movies of all time. 
Yeah. Um, did Cloverfield, Let Me In, and then the Apes movies, and then this. Let, let crazy, co- crazy fucking career. Yeah, Let Me In's really good. Um, that's a remake of a Swedish movie, I think. Um, the Swedish one's better, uh, but he he does killer behind the camera on that movie. That movie's the script's okay, but the direction's top notch, and uh, the Apes movies too. Like both of those movies are incredibly well directed. Um, and I remember actually seeing War for the Planet of the Apes, and I was like, wow, like, uh, it would be cool if he got, like, a superhero movie. And then they, like, a few a few months later, he got uh, cast as that, or he got a, a hired to do Batman, so. Mm-hmm. Great, uh, great pick for directing Batman. I, I really can't wait. And you hear him talk about it, too, and he's just super passionate about the character, so. And it's like, um, I don't know, I, I, and I was totally ready to be that guy who was like, do we really need another Batman movie? But after seeing the trailer, I'm like, a hundred percent. We need another Batman movie. Yeah, dude. Um, and I'm all, and this is the start of a trilogy, I believe he said. So like, uh, I'm curious, like how he builds his own little Batman universe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, that's coming up soon. Um, you know what, if we didn't mention something that you're looking forward to this year, uh, you can fucking DM us, mail us, mm-hmm. mail us like some, like kill us, <laughs> like like just fucking murder us for not mentioning your most anticipated movie of the year, dude. Um, but until someone kills us for not bringing up Thor: Love and Thunder or something, mm-hmm. um, where can people find you online, Joey? You can find me at Joseph underscore Salamoni on most platforms. And you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler um, and my other podcast, Millennial Canon on Spotify and Apple and also aggressive kid productions. Uh, they're on YouTube and they will be, you know, they, they got some stuff on there and they got some, uh, got some stuff uh, coming up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There might yeah. be, there might be something this month. Who knows? Yeah. Who, who fucking knows? Don't be too greedy about it. You know, you're going to get what you get. You're not going to throw a fit. So uh, until next time, gamers, keep on uh, anticipating movies and keep on uh, blogging with that dog. Peace out, gamers.